I am sure you have had the experience of praying for stuff and it doesn't happen. And sometimes that can be a real scandal for people. I've talked to loads of teenagers, especially when I lived in Derry, just so struck by how many of them, their relationship with God was damaged because a family member was really sick. They prayed and the family member died. And it just would happen over and over again. I talked talk to these teenagers. They were scandalized because what they prayed for, this really good thing. They weren't like, you know, praying that their enemy lose their hair or something. You know, they were praying their granny gets healed and their granny didn't get healed. And because of that, they really struggled to believe that God loved them and was good and all that stuff. And you might have a version of that. There's many things I asked for as a child of God, <laughs> praying and wishing for lego and different things and they never arrived although i think i mostly like did weird superstitious things and you know wishing for it in wishing wells and uh, the wishbone and the chicken if you're chicken and there's this like little y-shaped thing and then you know you have to clean it and then you grab it both grab it with your little pinky finger and you make your wish and then you break it and whoever gets the full bit not the short bit then they're going to get their wish and of course that never ever happened i don't know how many chickens had to die before i learned that lesson <sighs> But Jesus does make some outrageous promises. Come with me to Mark 11, verse 22 to 24. And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. There you go. That's about as straight up a promise as you can get. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Unfortunately, that doesn't fit with my experience. Lots of people have prayed for lots of really good holy things and they have not happened. So how do we understand this? So Jesus, he gives an absolute statement. Jesus is truth himself. He can't be lying. So, I, I, you know, as, as followers of Jesus, how do we understand this? And better than that, how can we get that thing that he's promising. Okay, to do that, we're going to go to a different translation. Different translations. Uh -huh. I'm just going to read uh, verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. I'm not sure if you caught the difference. There's some older language going on there. But the specific thing is what things soever you desire. It's different from whatever you ask, because that was the other translation was ask. Okay, and this is the whole, the whole thing. The word in Greek for ask is also the word in Greek for desire, to want, to yearn, various other things. I'm probably making some of that up, but that basic thing. Now, it makes sense, right? Because you ask for what you desire, usually. If you're translating this section, you're like, well, it, it's about prayer, it's about asking for stuff in prayer. So probably that word means ask, but maybe that word actually, what Jesus actually meant was more on the line of desire. When you use the word desire there, it suddenly opens up and you can understand, oh, this is why I didn't get what I prayed for. And more importantly, this is how I might start getting what I pray for. Okay, so what does this mean? It means we have lots of desires. I want this, I want that. Okay, I'm going to pray for it, right? So there's stuff that I want and it's just stupid, like I would say fleshly stuff. It's not necessarily what God wants for me. It's just what I want for me or what the world wants me to buy or, you know, that, that kind of stuff. You could, you know, go from your your normal human fleshly desires and jump straight into prayer and say, oh, Jesus, please give me that. Amen. But I think what Jesus is talking about here is something different. He's talking about 
when you are in prayer, the desires of your heart in your prayer, ask for those things and those will be given to you. And, and he also, of course, very importantly brings in this whole thing of faith. Like really trust that you are receiving them. Trust that you will receive them. And now why could you trust that you would receive them? And, and this is so important because the desires that come to you in prayer, what I have found in my experience and many other people I've spoken to, your, your desires shift when you're, and I don't just mean a uh, quick like little prayer in there, you feel like with the, I mean, when you're really connecting with your heart to the Lord, even if you're not feeling it very much, when you're really going after that connection, something shifts in your desires. What's that about? I, I really believe, and it's been my experience, it's almost like when you start to pray, heaven opens up over you and the, the, the dew of heaven or the, the, the atmosphere, the air of heaven starts to come down on you and you start to breathe more of heaven's air. I have found I start to think more like Jesus when I pray. I have found I start to even feel more like Jesus, meaning my emotions, my desires, my whatevers, they start to be a bit more like Jesus, a bit more like heaven. And what's even more amazing is I start to experience something of the strength of heaven so that those things that normally I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose them at all, I wouldn't be asked for them, they wouldn't even occur to me. Suddenly I want them. And then there's also strength to choose it when you are in prayer. And then you come out of prayer and you're it, after a while it fades. It's really, really interesting. There's something really important about this, I, I really do believe. Again, back to Jesus. When he says, whatsoever you desire in prayer, ask for those things believing and you will get them. What he's saying is when you go into prayer, you're going to start to receive these other desires from God, God's desires, his desires for you. And when you pray from that place, then you're already getting an insight into God's will for you. God's just waiting to give you this stuff. The other things, he doesn't want to give you that at all. So guess what? He's not. Whereas these other things he wants to give you, but we need to go to him and ask him what we need to ask him. I think that's, that's kind of it. We need to just sit there and wait for these desires to come and then pray for those things. Now, I experienced this really strikingly in my early conversion. So I was uh, 17, 18, just starting to get serious about prayer and all that. I felt a call to the priesthood. Now, I had felt this when I was a little kid, like four or five years old. And it had always kind of stayed there even when I wasn't really living my faith. But then I had this experience of God and prayer becomes really real. And I would try to pray every day. I was pretty pathetic at it, but I did my lousy best. And what would happen in prayer, trying to connect with God, all of a sudden, and this was happening all the time, I would get these wild imaginings and desires to be a priest. Or I'd feel this sense of God saying to me, be a priest. As soon as I realized it, I'd be like, no, no. You know, I'd like run back across the room, you know, throw my Bible away, something very dramatic like that. But sometimes I wouldn't catch, I wouldn't like realize, oh yeah, that's the thing I don't want. I would just like kind of be in the, in the prayer and I'd be, get these desires would come up and they were actual desires. Like, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. And then I realized what I was saying. And I'm like, no, my desires changed in prayer and they changed drastically from what I wanted. At that time, I did not want to. I didn't want to be a priest because I didn't want to give up marriage and children. And I was afraid I didn't trust God. But when I was in prayer, things were different because I wasn't thinking with my fleshly human mind. I was starting to put on the mind of Christ, as St. Paul tells us, the feelings of Christ, the thoughts of Christ. And I started to, to desire what he desired. I started to change. I don't know if you've read the, the Chronicles of Narnia, those lovely seven or so books, but one of them is called The Silver Chair. And in that, there is this 
prince. And he has been captured, of course, by an evil witchy queen sort of character. Yeah, these characters go on in search of him. They find him. They're trying to convince him. Okay, we, let's, we're here to rescue you. Come. And he's like, no, you're, you're all psycho. You know, this, this witch is a queen and this is the land and there is no Narnia. And he's like totally convinced and bought him. Like, what do we do? Like, why would we even want to take this guy back? He's totally convinced by the enemy. But then every day there's this hour in the day when he has to get into this, sit in this chair and get tied up at the silver chair. And when he is all tied up, he goes through this hour when he totally changes and he suddenly is back to himself. The, the, the power of the witch is broken. And he's and he had said to the kids, you know, before he, they tie him up, say, whatever I say when I'm, you know, tied up, don't believe me. You know, it's this craziness that comes upon me. So they tie him up. He kind of goes into his crazy hour. But that's when he's actually real. And he's like, no, 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 seriously, I, I'm the Prince of Narnia. You have to let me out. The witch is, has me under her spell. And, and they don't believe her, but, but eventually they do believe him. They let him go. And he then stays in this state of freedom and they get free and go back to Narnia. Yay! But it's a bit like that prayer is kind of like our, our hour every day when we sit in the silver chair and we suddenly get sane we suddenly start to see things the way God does. And if we can only cut ourselves free and let prayer, unleash prayer so it becomes the regular air we pray throughout our day. So as more and more we live under an open heaven with heaven's atmosphere coming down upon us, we start to breathe that air and think the thoughts of Christ, feel the feelings of Christ. Then our regular requests of God will be from that place of not what I desire or my flesh desires or the world desires, but what he desires. And when you pray with faith for what he is longing to give you, of course, it's going to happen. And your confidence that it's going to happen will be totally different. It will be through the roof because he, you know that he is God. You know that he's the one who gave you this desire and he will make it happen. And then you can really trust in that and be at peace. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope I finished my thoughts on what this was. So I really encourage you in this. Uh, it has been huge in my life and um, you might get a lot more answered prayers.